Welcome to the Tide Talk Podcast, and now a word from our sponsors. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. Here with Jake Thomas, I'm Stacy Blackwood. Jake, how's it going? Going good, buddy. How about you? Oh, doing good. Uh, thankful for the spring weather we're having. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankful that, you know, the basketball mess has kind of settled down and we kind of have a clear direction for the program and and uh, we can kind of dedicate a podcast now to some college football and some Alabama football. And, and you know, the A-Day game was this past Saturday. And, uh, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. We got a ton to talk about it. Um, I, I enjoy the game. Um, you know, there was a lot of um, a lot of good highlights during the game. Um, everybody talks about uh, Tua kind of struggling, but I don't think he really struggled. I mean – you know, 1937, 265 yards passing, touchdown, had an interception. Um, but uh, other than that, he he, uh, I think he's, I think he's healthy. You know, that's one of the one of the key things a lot of people was talking about was if he was going to be healthy or not coming year. Um, the uh, out of the running backs, though, I'm I was really impressed with Brian Robinson. You know, he um, he went, you know, had 11 rushes for 42 yards, and he also caught six passes. For 52 yards, so having a threat out of the backfield for two is going to be really, really big. I believe this year as well. Yeah, uh, you know, talking about the the quarterbacks, really mm-hmm. the quarterbacks are probably the hardest positions yeah. to uh, to evaluate in a, in a spring game. Obviously, you can see what you know, what kind of touch they have, what kind of arm strength they have, and, and accuracy. But as far as you know, I mean, it's a it's a vanilla style of offense, uh, especially the first team. I believe the second team played a little more. Uh, yeah. You know, a real football, I guess you could say, because you know they need they need reps. Yeah. You know, most of the guys on both on both first team offense and first team defense have played a good bit of college football. Mm-hmm. So, the the second team and third team guys they need some more of that that experience. So I think they play a little bit more of a uh, you know a, a real game like scenario yeah. compared to the first teams. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, you know a lot of talk about Mac Jones. He obviously yeah. played really well. You know, completed nineteen of twenty three passes for two hundred seventy one yards and two touchdowns and. You know, one of his favorite targets was uh was John Mechie, the freshman. Yeah. You know, he was named the game MVP with with five catches for 133 yards. Yeah, he should have been. You know, he's been talked about all spring too. So, you know, it was it, a lot of people expected him to, to play well. I'm not sure they expected him to have 133 yards receiving, but yeah. but he did. Uh, you know, Judy had had 104 yards receiving, but he had a, he had a few drops. He that did. was really surprising. Yeah. Concerning, and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's concerning, but it's uh, it's just surprising, and maybe he can kind of refocus this summer and, and get back on track because you know he he I don't I don't remember him dropping a pass last season. Yeah. He, I'm sure he did, but I don't remember it. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, going uh, going defensive uh, wise, uh, Shane Lee really impressed me. Impressed me. Uh, he had six solo tackles and had a big int. Uh, in the game, uh, Phil Mathis he had two sacks, and of course we talked about uh, all all offseason about Antonio Alfano, and uh, I think he was going to have a big impact. He had two sacks as well. Uh, the the one thing that concerned me, the offensive line still, you know, it still seems like it needs a little bit of uh, work. But well, um, it's it's I mean our our starting right tackle Jedrick Wills was not playing injured, in the yeah. game. And uh, I think it's obvious that we missed him, especially with the first team unit. Yeah. And on the second team, it's a lot easier to to play, you know, to start out playing on the defensive side of the ball than it is on the offensive side of the ball. You know, when you're an offensive lineman and you're on the second and third team, you don't get as many reps. Right. You can miss 
your call. You can miss your assignment a lot easier than what the first team guys are going to miss. And it's just easier for, for the guys on the defensive side of the ball to show their athleticism and, and, you know, make plays. Plus, you don't really have to tackle the quarterback. Right. You know, all you got to do is put, put a finger on him and, you know, they, they count it as a sack. So, the sack numbers are, are skewed a little bit. Yeah. Wasn't the the second-team offense going against the first-team defense? No, no. It was, it, it, it's it's one-on-one. Okay. Uh, I was uh, – I was wondering about that, but overall, um, we talked about uh, getting a list of players we was impressed with, you know, and um, I got my list. Uh, number one for me, of course, is Brian Robinson. You know, I already talked about him. He uh, he looked like, to me, he looks like another Mark Ingram type guy. He run run you over. You know, he's looking for um, to run somebody over to me. Um, uh, of course, uh, Josh Joby, I believe. Josh Joe. Joe, he... Um, I think he had a personal foul penalty where he, he like body slammed one guy, you know. I but, love his physicality. Oh yeah. Now he's not a you know, an incredibly big guy. I mean as far as the weight goes. I right. think he's like six one, probably one ninety five or something like that. But, yeah. But his intensity but I, he, I love it. Uh he uh he, he got after you know, he he played yeah. well when he came in for Savion Smith in, in the national championship. He game. did. And uh I, I so him. a lot of people's been talking about him this spring and and he really really showed what what he's capable of doing and you know yeah. it, that that would be big you know Trayvon Diggs will be back yeah. as a corner and of course we got Patrick Sertain Jr uh coming back you know and with uh with the development of Josh Job that really gives us three oh, solid corners to play and you know you got to play three corners pretty much the majority of the season oh, so yeah, for sure. so that's big plus you got Shaheen Carter and yeah. you know Xavier McKinney I think this secondary has has the potential to be probably the best secondary that Alabama's had in, really in a long time. I agree. That, that secondary was miles improved of what they did last year to yeah. to me uh, at first eye test. Um, uh, we talked about uh, John Matchy. Uh, he was another guy I was really impressed with. Um, and uh, Bama fans, it looks like we finally got us a kicker. <laughs> I don't know. want I don't want to jinx the kid, but right. Will Rocker looks the part. Yeah, he does. I mean, at least his kicks look consistent. Right, exactly. on, on his extra points, on, on he made that forty three yarder. Yeah, I mean he he hit it right down the middle. Yeah, it had good height on it. Had good rotation on it. Yeah. So hopefully we don't jinx him. Hopefully he doesn't get cursed by the Bama kicker yeah. curse. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, he can you know kind of end the the curse that we've that we've talked about you know. Yep. For so many years, has in the Alabama place kicking situation, and, and he did good punting as well. Yeah, you know. and and so did so did Skylar along. I think yeah. they each of them had one you know bad punt. I right. should say that was you know under forty yards, but uh, Rockard averaged forty two point two yards, and mm-hmm. uh, Skylar averaged forty seven and a half yards. So that, that's flipping. flipping so that's that's that, that, that's that's really good. Yeah, um, and uh, Shadarius Townsend really impressed me as well. He looks like. I think he's only a sophomore this year. Yeah, he's so, a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, so um, and he's he's a he's a local kid for me and Jake. He played yeah, at Tanner High School, so that's exactly that's not far from where we're at. I've seen him play, yeah, so me I know. Too. And Deuce fast, yeah. So um, he, uh, I was watching the re re watching the game today at work, and um, they was replaying on uh, the SEC Network, and uh, there was one play where um, he got the ball, and I forgot who the who the defensive end was that got off. Off his block, but but um, Townsend stiffed armed him, got it, got away, got a little bit, a few more yards, and he kind of slipped awkwardly there on the sideline, but he got right back up. But he had four uh, four rushes for thirty yards. So yeah, I, yeah. I like him. You know, I I thought when he was being recruited that he would play running back at Alabama. That they yeah. would redshirt him, let him put on some weight because he was he was pretty thin then, mm-hmm. and uh, play him at running back. But of course, at that time we had. 
Totally. We still have Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs, plus guys like uh, Brian Najee. Robinson, Najee Harris. So mm-hmm. it was a, it was a full backfield. So they, I think they tried him out at wide right receiver. I think a little bit at corner and safety. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's going to find his home at, at the running back position oh, yeah. for Alabama. It, Alabama has three deep every year at running back. It seems like it's it's outstanding the um, the way they get coached up and the recruiting that these guys do. I mean, they're you know that that's Alabama's bread and butter is, is running the ball. And uh, you know we still got Najee. He had uh, nine rushes for twenty five yards and a touchdown. But um, but you know Robinson. Uh, Townsend Harris, I I trust in them. I believe that they um, uh, they will be fine this year, and I'm not um, I'm not worried about about the um, the quarterback situation either. I I feel like if, if something does happen to Tua, I am fine with Matt Jones, you know, uh, coming in because he yeah I think know, Max a capable backup, and and too. also guys like uh, Talia and mm-hmm. Paul Tyson, they're going they're going to develop. You yes. know, over the summer they'll play a lot of seven on seven over the summer. Uh, then of course they have fall camp, so yeah. the, they're all going to get better. Oh yeah, and I, I think right now, you know, this way just the schedule sets up. If something did happen to Tua, mm-hmm. I would feel comfortable with Mac Jones. Yeah, exactly. And even maybe even uh, Talia could uh, step up and be kind of a two A. You know, they yeah. could be a two A or two A and two B. So uh, I definitely think that's a possibility because uh, yeah. what Talia brings that Mac doesn't bring is the athleticism. Right. So, you know, if you, you could probably incorporate, you know, if something did happen to Tua, you know, Mac could kind of be your primary guy, but you could have Talia in for some kind of special occasions right. to, you know, maybe run the ball or something like that. Right. And um, I, I made the comment on a, a Saturday when I was watching the game with Mac proving that he is the backup. I know you like to keep at least three quarterbacks – on because I mean if if two of something happened to him, he goes down and then Matt comes in he gets injured, you know you still got a, a good third backup. But I mean, is there a possibility we could go ahead and reshirt or reshirt both? You know, Tyson. I, and I don't. Tua. I don't see uh, both Tyson and uh, Talia redshirting. I see maybe one of them, I but I wouldn't be surprised if both of them didn't redshirt. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if neither one of them redshirted. I am. I am. But if I, you know, as of right now, of course, things can change over the summer and, you know, yeah. maybe one of them gets injured or something, you know, anything like that yeah. can happen. But if I had to say right now, I think Paul Tyson would probably redshirt this yeah. season and, and Talia won't. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, before we continue what we're talking about, we did have one question from Twitter from at uh, Bama Steven 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just wanted to know, you know, how we felt about the inside linebackers and uh, what we thought about the backup quarterbacks. We just we just touched on the backup quarterbacks right. and what we think about that. As far as the inside linebackers go, Jake did mention uh, 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 one guy in uh, Shane Lee. Shane Lee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he did play really well. I do worry about his, you know, his, his quickness and his speed, yeah. you know, from sideline to sideline. Uh, of course, we still have – I feel good about Dylan Moses. Uh, you know, we got Ali – Keho, I believe is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a he's a capable guy too, but I worry about his physicality. Uh, you know, there was one play, and I know Brian Robinson's a good back. Uh, I think oh, it was a, either it was either a pass right out of the backfield or a running play. Keho had Brian Robinson dead to rights, and and yeah. Brian Robinson just ran right through him. Yeah, and it, and it was not much of a physical effort from from Keho on that play. So mm-hmm. maybe he he needs to work on that. But you know, a guy like Shane Lee. I, you know, he could play some. Obviously, we got Joshua McMillan. Mm-hmm. I believe the two starting inside guys to start the season would probably be McMillan and, and Moses, of course. Uh, 
But I do. I'm concerned a little bit about the depth behind those two guys, and uh, I'm not that crazy about McMillan. He's an okay player, but he's mm-hmm. not a he's not a Dylan Moses. Right. And so that that if I had to p- pick a position of concern, you know, and and when you talk about posi- positions of concern, you know, when you talk about it for Alabama, it's really not a concern as to what some other teams have to go through. Like, mm-hmm. are they? All Dante Hightowers yeah, or, right. <laughs> or, you know, uh, C.J. Mosley's or, uh, you know, some of the other greats that we've had, you know, come through there. No, they're not. But, you know, we're not going to have that every year. No. But I like Dylan Moses. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other guys are, are okay for right now. Right. Maybe some guy will develop and, and come along and, and, you know, surprise mm-hmm. some people this year. But if I did have to pick a position of, you know, quote-unquote concern – for the 2019 season, it would be inside linebacker. I agree. You know, um, we we talked about the uh, the secondary look looked great the other day. the The defensive line looked really good, and uh, so the the only concern defensively is probably going to be the linebacker position, especially the inside linebackers. But um, you know, I, I trust uh, Saban. Who who was our linebackers coach? Now, I can't think of his name. Um, anyway. Uh, I I think he'll uh, he'll get them ready, um, but um, you know it's it's a good time to be you know exciting time to be an Alabama fan. Um, the um, the offense I believe is going to be clicking like crazy anyway, and um, with with a lot of talent. I mean, there's talent everywhere on on the field, so uh, I'm not I'm not too too concerned about anything. Um, but I mean, injury wise, if somebody goes down, like if. If Dylan Moses gets injured, you know that's that's going to be a problem inside linebacker wise. Well, Pete Golden coaches the inside linebackers yeah. as well as being the the, the defensive, defensive coordinator. Okay. So, uh, obviously, Saban has a lot of lot of uh, trust, or thanks a lot of, yeah. of Pete Golding and has a lot of trust in him mm-hmm. uh, to promote him to the to the defensive coordinator position while maintaining his role as as the inside linebackers coach, but. Uh, that's obviously something to watch, you know, you know, heading into fall camp is 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 the development of the inside linebackers and mm-hmm. kind of who we can rely on other than Dylan Moses. Oh yeah. But you know, we talked about the secondary and, and how well we think they can be. Obviously, we haven't really talked about the receivers. Yeah. They're all back from last year. <laughs> yeah. So that uh, scary group. <laughs> that that's going to be one of, one of the best group of of players in the country, we get everybody back, like you said, and then we add John Mechie to to the group. I mean, that, right. and and they was talking about that, you know, he he's like fifth right now because we're so deep at wide receiver. Right. I mean that that is that's crazy. I mean, you still got Judy, um, Rugs, Smith, Smith. Uh, Smith went, I think, six catches, ninety five yards of the day. So, I mean, it's that that the talent. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. I mean, it's it's outstanding. The group you know, and uh, you know, talking about you know, kind of areas of concern. You know, Irv Smith Jr. is going to be a tough guy to replace. And, yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I, that's probably before the A Day game. That was something I was really concerned about. But I was pleasantly surprised with what uh, uh Cameron Latou done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he caught two passes for thirty-seven yards, but he was fairly physical in the running game, mm-hmm. and so was Miller Forstall. Yeah. So I think we'll be okay. I don't think we'll have quite quite the production that, that Irv Smith gave us last season from that tight end position. Mm-hmm. But you know he's he's a, he's a first round NFL talent. No, definitely. So you know that's something that you can't expect every year. But that no. is that is something to kind of point out that I was I was 
despite the the low numbers, you know, they combined for you know five catches for what sixty seventy two yards. So yeah, or sixty nine yards. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they 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 blocked well. They didn't yep. block great. They blocked well enough. Mm-hmm. And and they caught the ball when it was thrown to them. So exactly. that that was that was nice to see. And also you got to got to mention uh. Uh, Slade Bolden, you know, he actually threw a pass to Cameron Latour. Man, that was nice. Uh, you know, Slade was obviously the quarterback in high school at West Monroe High School in uh, uh, Louisiana. Uh, but he he's also a guy to watch in the receiving core. Mm-hmm. He, he's a, a a West Welker, so to speak, you know, yeah. kind of guy. You know, 5'11", 200 pounds, real quick, uh, kind of uh, overlooked as far as his athleticism goes. But he's he's a guy that can make plays for you. There's just so many playmakers on the offensive oh, side yeah. of the ball, and we haven't even really talked about Najee Harris yet. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we know what he's capable of. So yeah. it's uh, the offense. You know, like Jake said, I I believe will be in great shape. I think the defense will be better than last year. I do too. And it seems like like Jake mentioned that maybe we've found a, a field goal kicker. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to like you said, Jensen, but man, it's I you know I I just told Stacy before we start. I said I think the biggest pop of the game. Was when Rocker hit that forty-three yarder, and I mean that place went absolutely bonkers. And and you know I I don't want to to bash Bolivis, but I mean his extra point attempt hit the upright and went in. I mean you've got to. I mean it's an extra point. Uh, Rocker went uh, four or four on extra points, and um, uh, Bolivis had his one for one. But but it seems like every kick, it don't matter if it's a field goal or it's an extra point. He hits it off the end of his, you know, toe or something. I don't know. It just, it just looks wobbly. But I mean, uh, Rocker, all of his, like you mentioned, was straight and upright. Had good, you know, height uh, to it and everything. So um, it's, you know, I'm, I don't want to get get my hopes up just yet. But you know, maybe I hope we don't ever have to get in a game this year where we need a field goal to win it. But well, you if know, we it, do, I'm, I'm pretty. You know the the schedule, like we said, is is pretty manageable. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking here, I don't see a game to be concerned about until October twelfth at Texas A and M. And then after that, you got November ninth. LSU. I, I mean, I guess be worried about LSU, but they hadn't beat us in yeah forever. Yeah, I know. And then all and I, at Auburn November thirtieth. Right. But. So I mean, I there's really only two to three games to to really. Be concerned about in the regular season. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not no. trying to be cocky. It's just the facts. I mean, right. Yeah. Alabama pretty much steamrolled through the regular season last year, and you know got by the skin of their teeth against Georgia in the SEC championship game. They they pretty much handled Oklahoma, and then mm-hmm. uh, you know they they laid an egg against Clemson and give Clemson credit. They took advantage. You know I think oh, yeah. Todd Blackledge meant, mentioned it in the broadcast Saturday that mm-hmm. you know he didn't want to take anything away from Clemson. But Alabama made a lot of mistakes in that game. Oh, yeah. And then, to Clemson's credit, they took advantage mm-hmm. of every single mistake. They didn't they did. leave anything on the table. And and it, and it made the score, you know, 44-16, I believe is what it yeah. was. So, uh, the schedule sets up, uh, you know, fairly well for Alabama this season. And uh, it should be another exciting season. It's going to be a long summer waiting on oh, fall camp to start now. Yeah. Uh, we're still going to bring you some podcasts, though. It may yeah. not be quite as frequent. Yeah. Uh, now that we're kind of getting into the uh, to the to the summer, and you know the guys will be off, uh, you know, other than what they do on their own time and working out uh, until fall camp rolls around. But you know, August will be here before we know it. Oh yeah. 
So in, in you know the first game of the season is is August thirty first. So oh yeah, it's it's far away, but it's really not that far away. Right. And uh, but we'll we'll be here to bring you some other uh, you know news for for Alabama athletics. Uh, obviously the baseball season's going on, the softball, softball. season's going on. Uh, you know the baseball teams. Uh, you know they're they're doing about what I expected. You know as yeah. far you know the SEC's tough in in, oh, SEC, in, in, in men's baseball. So. Yeah. You know, album is still not quite their talent right. on the talent level, uh, but I expect I next that. year to be their their year to yeah. really start making some noise. I believe in when, Brad. It, when it comes to when it comes to uh, SEC play and, and softball you know, teams. Yeah, of awesome. course the softball team is one one of the better teams in the country. They just swept Georgia. Uh, walk walk off last uh, night. Walk off last night. That was so awesome. that, that that's been great. Uh, so uh, there, there's some still still things going on uh, from from album athletics and. Uh, Obviously, uh, on, on the hoops front, the Trent and Watford decision has been moved. Yeah. He's not going to announce now at the, at the Jordan Brand Classic. He's gonna, he's changed that. He said because of the uh, the game not being televised. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's that's what he said. I, but but it, uh, it gives Nate Oates more time to recruit him, which is great. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking that that he moved it back because LSU reinstated Will Wade. Yeah, maybe yeah, I don't maybe. know, but I think postponing decisions. Good for Alabama. I do too. Because it gives, like Jake said, Nate Oates a little more time to get to know him and, and trending to get to know Nate and, and develop that relationship. But I think regardless of that, you know, we got the, the junior college transfer oh, from, from West Virginia. Uh, Beetle, what's it? Bold, Bolton, is it Bolton? Bolton? But yeah, Bolton, yeah, yeah, Bolton. Bolton. I, I'm having a brain freeze right now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that, that's exciting. That's another uh, a ball handler for Alabama. In uh, another three point shoot, I think he's a career forty percent three point shooter. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's big to get. Uh, he, he'll probably be backing up Kyra Lewis this this next season. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, so anytime yes. something happens in in album athletics, we're going to be here to talk about it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but in between podcasts, make sure you always tweet at us. You know, use the hashtag Tide Talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, you can follow me, Stacy Blackwood, uh, at Blackwood eighty nine. Uh, you can follow our uh, our Twitter feed uh, at Tide Talk underscore Pod, and I'm at Jake Thomas Tide. So yeah, make sure you give us all follows. Make sure you tweet at us. You know any questions, comments, uh, anything you might want us to to bring. You know on our next podcast, uh, we'll be happy to talk about it. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, we we love the interaction. Uh, we we love our listeners and we appreciate y'all for uh, for listening to us and, and giving us the support and uh, we'll talk to y'all next time. Roll tide. Roll tide, y'all.